0: What's happening? This is the Tap-In Podcast. We are live inside of the Tap-In Studio. Man, I got a special guest all the way from Chicago by way of... How you doing, Miss Jackie Montanez? How you doing?
1: Yes, yes, I'm
0: blessed. Good. Put that microphone a little closer.
1: All right. Yeah, so the
0: people can hear. I want the people to hear this. All right. Yeah, how you doing? I'm
1: blessed. Like I said, I'm free and I'm blessed. That's what's
0: up. How you like Texas so far? So what you been able to see?
1: I mean, it's different. I'm... I'm Dying to go to Six, six Flags. Six Flags? <laughs> okay. I keep seeing it out my window like, okay.
0: <laughs> Maybe is I it open?
1: Been, yeah, it's it open. is I saw that Superman thing. Oh,
0: you getting on the Superman? I,
1: I ain't never been to no amusement parks now. I ain't been there yet. Oh, okay. I, I ain't going to go up all the way now. <laughs> okay. I, so I just want to do something. Okay. I ain't okay. said I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: too scared. I got old and scary now. So I my my uh, my level of of, what is it called? I don't know. My level of being scared is so low now. Like, I don't like, I don't want to be scared. I don't want to do no roller coasters, no crazy shit like that. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. So, I am so interested in your story. Um, and just, to just touch on a little bit, you went to jail when you were 15 years old. Yeah. And did 31 years. Yes. And how long, how long you been out now? Six months. That's it? Mm-hmm oh man welcome home thank you thank yeah you. welcome home so you're from Chicago right yeah what's you from west side of Chicago South side west side west side Northwest okay all right what was Chicago like growing up as a kid what was that like
1: um I was living in the middle of gangs gangs and drugs and even in school that's all you saw was gangs drugs and violence.
0: Really, yeah, what? 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 See, I'm from LA, right? So I understand LA gang culture, Mm -hmm. but Chicago gang culture seems so different from what I know as gang culture because I know they got something with the hats, they got the pitchforks, then they have you have to give information or something like that. Can you break that down a little bit?
1: Okay, well. One thing about the Chicago games that I can say back then, uh-huh. they're so different today. Okay. Back then, we had it to where it was loyalty. Back then, we had it where it was family. Mm. They had your back. They fed you. They clothed you. You know what I'm saying? They was there, so you, ha- you didn't have a problem doing anything and everything for them. Mm. They were the family that you didn't have. Okay. So, the fa- you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we do have... Our hats with the big old D and the fork and the Nazi sign, which represents Hitler, rest in peace. And, you know, we wore to the left, you know what I'm saying, to the right. And bang it to, you know what I'm saying, to the left. Like, we would not fuck with the left. You know what I'm saying? It was always a Latin that. Okay, <laughs> okay. But um, we are to the right. And, you know, we represent 1700 Twilight. So, well, I did. And, like I said, where versus now we're against each other the gang there's no loyalty bro like i fear more i would fear my life more with the same people that i went to prison for than i would with the same with the gang that i betrayed
0: really yeah and that's because you just seeing it from what's going on in the streets now
1: yeah i mean like now i'm not affiliated no more Mm -hmm. i don't bang no more thank you jesus he gave me a second chance and i gave him my life and i promised him that if he gave if he blessed me i'll bless somebody else and i was given my second chance at freedom so the gang life is not i do not gang bang you know what i'm saying so right now i just try to keep other people from making the same mistakes that i made
0: Mm, okay Mm. Now, what what age did you start getting affiliated with with gangs?
1: Uh, my stepfather was a, uh, a gang member of the Latin Kings, and so and my mother, may she rest in peace. So my family was always affiliated with the Latin Kings. So growing up, my stepfather was a big time drug dealer, a big a big lord of the Latin Kings. You know that was his set. So growing up, I was always train I, I didn't have the Barbie doll and the teddy bears in the childhood that I was supposed to have I had watching my stepfather beat people kill people get high sell drugs do all this mm. so that's the life that this first of all I want to make this real clear getting in the gangs of Chicago was not a life that I wanted it was a life that was given to me
0: by your stepfather yes how so Because
1: growing up, my stepfather, he saw the potential in me. He saw potential in me. Because growing up, we didn't have a good life. We had a, as far as financially, we had a great life. My father was the best provider ever. You know what I'm saying? He took care of his family, everything. But him being in the gang, and he was an addict, so he was very abusive. Physically, sexually, he was very abusive, and so my he used to abuse my mother as well. He used to beat my mom, beat, you know what I'm saying, beat his kids, but I was always the one that if he started beating my mom or hitting my big sister, I would jump in it and hit him so he could stop hitting them and hit me, mm. so I was the fighter back, so he saw the potential in me. You know what I'm saying? It was, I could take a ass whooping. You know what I'm saying? Because of that man. Today I know how to fight because of that man. You know Mm. what I'm saying? So him knowing that, oh, she not no scary ass little bitch, this might be the one. Mm. So he was training me to be what he wanted me to be for his gang. Mm. But I just didn't like the fact that, to me, I felt like, The way the training went I mean I've seen my father fight And beat and do whatever he did You know what I'm saying That's the lifestyle I'm I'm a firm believer When you join the gangs You either end up dead Or in prison for the rest of your life And that is the truth So I watched that lifestyle with him But the way that the training went with me I was always being molested Or raped or touched on By his gang members By him You know what I'm saying So it built the anger in me Mm. I didn't have the, the, I, oh, I love you, baby, good night. <laughs> Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be that day? None of that. You know mm. what I'm saying? Um, I didn't have that type of childhood. I had the, I'm beating your ass, or I'm you, or I'm, you know what I'm saying? You're going to learn how to make drugs and do drugs. You know what I'm saying? It was always that type of a household.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey, at what, what age is this?
1: Um, I started being touched at the age of eight. About seven or eight,
0: really, by this by your stepfather, or yes, just other?
1: my stepfather, really. It started off with my stepfather, and then as it started, you know, what I'm saying, going from touching to escalating, his friends start doing it, his gangs start doing it, and I started to develop a hatred for the Latin kings. Mm-hmm. And so, I grew growing up, by the time I was 12 years old, I'm like, everything that you had taught me to do. Everything that I didn't see you, and 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 knew my father was—he's a—he's not scared of nobody, and everybody's scared of him. Mm. I didn't have moments where DCFS was called on my daddy, and they was coming to remove me. I had went to school, my ear busted open, and ribs swollen, and everything, and they was coming to remove me from the house. And my daddy said, "You can take her out, in a body bag, and your body bag too," and they left me there. And I have p- documents of DCFS saying we were threatened by the father, so we left her there. Really? And I was a child. I was a child. So he was—everybody feared him. Everybody feared him. Police officers. Everybody feared my father. My father was a very fearful man. So my mother feared him. God bless her so, and she was a good mother. And She tried, you know what I'm saying, her very best. My family, who, who tried to help in the situation, but couldn't out of fear— Mm. So thank God today, thank you, Jesus. My father is a pastor, turned his life over. He does not gain bank. He doesn't do no drugs. He turned his whole life, he dedicated his life to his grandkids. Mm. He's raising his grandkids. And, and he's, he works hard to the bitter bone to make sure that they have everything that they need and want. You know, my mother died in 08, and that was his very best friend. And he, he was there for her, and I'm grateful because... He was there for her till she took her very last breath. Mm-hmm. But thank God that he brought my mother to Jesus. And they found Jesus together and they changed their whole life. When I say their whole life, sir, my dad don't look at a drug. He don't, he wouldn't dare look at no game banging stuff. He would And and he, he's very apologetic. Every time he talks to me, he'll be like, baby, I love you, I'm sorry. I'm like, I love you too, daddy. It's
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay, you know what I'm saying? I forgive you, I forgive you.
0: Yeah. Okay, I want to back up a little bit. So, is are you, do you have a relationship with your biological father? Or yes, I do. Okay, yes, I and do. where was he in when all this was going on? It's do you even in know? In fear, in
1: fear. Really? Everybody was in fear of my dad. In fear, he would not approach my dad. He used to speak. He'll come by the house, drop me off somebody be like, "Hey, oh hey, how you doing? Okay, we gone." I was like, "Damn, nobody's coming to help me." Yeah. I can go to school with black eyes, broken ribs, broken arms, legs. No. No help.
0: So I'm I'm just imagine being a eight year old going through all this and feeling like I don't got nobody to protect me. You know what I mean? And
1: it's crazy. I'm gonna tell you like this. I'm just gonna keep it real. I had nobody to protect me, but he was my protector. Really? My daddy would never allow anyone to hurt me. Like, yeah, when he finally found out that his gangs was touching, me, because I, I, I don't know what the hell it was with me growing up. All the grown mans wanted to touch on me. You know what I'm saying? But he did not, he's a very, he's very protective over his family. Fuck what he doing, as long as ain't nobody else doing it to us. Mm. So, it was always a double shield. He was, nobody could protect me from him. But he protected me from
0: everybody. Wow. Was he like that with your siblings too? No.
1: He, he was just he, like
0: that with you. Yeah, I,
1: I had the I had the real, the bad, the worst. You know what I'm saying? They got the beatings. I just got the worst. But that's because I was a loud mouth and I was a fighter. And you know what I'm saying? I'm the one that get there, get yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So
1: he, they, they, they wasn't. So they didn't get what I got.
0: Mm. Okay, and then. From eight to twelve, you said is when you twelve when you actually joined the game.
1: Yeah, I decided to join the opposite game.
0: How did I mean? At twelve years old, I know you. The stuff that you went through probably made you have to grow up a little faster, right? So grown. And so, at twelve, making that decision where you gonna go opposite of your dad, and you see all the fear. What what was the thought process in that? Do you even remember what even made you like? You know what? I'm gonna show your ass. I'm gonna go over on this side.
1: I think the time was when my mother had decided she couldn't take take me being the way I was. And she decided to give me to the state. So I was like, okay, you choosing your man over me. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm in the streets awarded the state. So I'm like, I'm the I'll be damned if I'm not home. I'm at the house getting abused by my daddy And then I have to go to the state and get abused by somebody I don't even know Mm. So I took this to the streets I went to the streets, I ran away So as I was running away and I was like Man, he got me f***ed up I know how to hurt him And I went right to the opposite game Everything you taught me To kill To do do drugs, to sell drugs To deliver drugs To count money, to drive Everything that you taught me I'm going to use it with them Against your gang And that's what I did The the anger that I had towards him And the hatred that I had towards him I knew that if I came for your gang It was going to hit you hard
0: Goodness And wh- what was his response when, when he found out That you were Was he angry at you or was he trying to
1: No of course I mean but I'm still his child Once again he's always going to protect me um, He was very angry He was like you stupid ass They're going to kill you But in the same breath he's telling them like, Y'all better not touch him." If so, she's around me or she around any of my family members, she is off limits. Now if you can catch her dumb ass by herself, I wanna see you kill her because she, <laughs> she a beast. God. She a beast.
0: Damn. Yeah, I couldn't I God damn. And this is your stepfather. hmm Shit. Okay. And so at from twelve years old. To I guess the time you went to jail at 15 you were running drugs doing drugs what kind of drugs were you doing
1: I was delivering on on, on Greyhound buses from Chicago to Miami to Tampa to um Minneapolis I was on a Greyhound bus cause back then they wasn't searching them like they do now yeah back then you can go with a whole suitcase of kilo of cocaine they walk in there bitch like hmm huh? <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't even pay attention to you You know what I'm saying Wouldn't even ask you Where your mama had You know what I'm saying Go not take your dumb ass On the bus if you want to And I was traveling I was traveling Just My dad had taught me all this I know how to To wait Who did you it. know
0: Like at 12 years old 13 years old Who do you know in these How do you make contact With these other people In these other cities
1: My daddy's connect my daddy was world. My daddy was known, and I was I was not no dumbass kid. I would watch my daddy every move, everything that he did. I wanted to do it too. I wanted to show him, okay, I could do it like you. Okay, I could be better than you. I can be better than you. Mm. And he used to always say that to me too. He's to installing in my head like you do better than what I do. You gonna be you gonna be the best at anything you do. You gonna be the best, and I took that to my mind like okay. Whatever ride I go, I better be the best at it, and I'm going to outdo you. And so I, I remember his connects. I remember his, his friends. I remember the ones that won gang members that he was selling drugs to or picking up drugs from. I remember all this. So when I hit the streets, and they knew my face because I stayed with my dad. I was with my daddy more than I was with anybody in the family. So they knew, oh, okay, they go Jackie. <laughs> okay, What your daddy at? Well, he needs some. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he needed. it. Come on, run it. So they knew they were so used to me doing that, that when I started doing it on my own, it was nothing. By the time I was 13, I had my own, my own crib, my own car. Nobody knew my age, not even my gang members, because I was literally driving cars, sometimes different cars every two, three weeks, because I was known and I had to change up.
0: Damn. I can't even imagine me at 12, 13 who who let you sign for an apartment or a house? Who lived
1: Actually I lived I got an apartment underneath my aunt and um she had two boys and my daddy came and signed for that apartment. Oh. He told he told the landlord like I look I own buildings but I ain't got no room. I need her to have this apartment and she needed now. And he gave the landlord all the money and my auntie lived upstairs with her two sons and I was like, Oh, okay, here go my career.
0: <laughs> oh god dang. Yeah. At, at what age did you move in? Do you remember? I moved
1: in about when I was almost 13. Once I hit the streets and I started doing what I had to do, and I called them and I told them, like, look, I got enough money. I just need to get my crib. He was like, all right, come on. And then I asked my aunt, Well, you come stay with me. I don't want to stay with you. I want my own shit. Mm. So I, she was like, well, they got apartments down in my in our building. It's a complex. and get, uh, That's what I want. And I went and got my own crib. Damn.
0: So you had your own crib at 13. Is it in the Rivals neighborhood, or is it in your neighborhood?
1: It was was neither. It was still folks. It was IG neighborhood, Imperial Gangster neighborhood, and we wasn't at war with them. They were still folks. So I was okay. We wasn't at war just yet. We ended up being at war maybe months later, where they smashed my my apartment in and jumped on me or whatever. But at that moment, we wasn't at war. So I— I just went from there to the next crib. I was stacking up money, making my money. Mm. I was graduating from an apartment to a house. to a, You know what I'm saying? I am just I was just graduating up. Like, I was making myself known. All the Latin kings know who the fuck I was. When they said Loka D, they knew Damn. that. You know what I'm saying? I could just see the hatred in their ass. Like, I'm going to kill that hoe one day. And I used to love it. Like, you better send a killer to kill a killer because I'm that killer. You know what I'm saying? And I used to love the fear that I would put in people because I knew I was my daddy child.
0: Mm.
1: I'm my daddy child, and you better know I know the best.
0: Dang. So when you go to the other gang to even get, I guess, put on or get established, what was that process like?
1: I got jumped on.
0: Really? Yeah. I oh, okay, so standard. Yeah. I mean, okay. you know,
1: when they try to do the girls on, oh, you can have sex with all of us. And you no, you're, nah. you're going to have to whoop my ass. And I'm going to take that ass, whoop, probably because that ain't compared to what my daddy used to whoop me. So I could take a ass whooping. So I did. I got jumped in. You know, they shook me up pretty good, but I was okay afterwards. They shook me up and we went on like we was family forever.
0: God. Was it, it was guys or girls?
1: Guys jumped me in. Really? But that's only because I came in with a position. I came in being chief. It wasn't I was never a soldier. I came in being chief because they knew of me. I was you know what I'm saying, living a block, two blocks away from them. So when I decided to be, they was like, Damn, you coming this way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I f with her like she the she the one. She the one.
0: So hey, Explain what's chief and what like what's the hierarchy?
1: You have um you have your soldiers, you have your you know your bishops. You have it's it's different levels. Your top is your prince. Okay, you know so he's the very top of the game. Yes, and then you come on down and you have your you. know what I'm saying your your chiefs, your bishops. Your so it's been so many of them since. But me, I was a chief over all the lady maniacs. Okay, so but at the same time, the men's respected me. Anything I said, that's what it was. You know, they didn't have an issue with it because they knew. Oh, look, I'm saying it is raw. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Let's do what we got to do. Get it right. But they knew, like, with the girls, I wouldn't allow somebody to come into my gang and you were having sex with one of my brothers. You're not, this is not that. You're not going to have my brothers fighting each other because you f***ing the whole crew. Mm. So if that's what your intentions was, you're not riding up under me. It, that was never what it be. But then, once again, that was a mentality of being a child because after serving so much prison time and looking back at it, I think I was the dumbest in America. I think that growing up, I was a punk. I was a coward Mm -hmm. and that I needed that attention. And I was looking for that type of attention. And that I just feel like I should have went different. Like, I just feel like from 15 younger, that life was just. I was actually scared. I was a scared little kid trying to be something. I really wasn't. And that saying that they say, a scary mother will kill you, is true. It's actually true because I was one of them. And while everybody thought that Loka D was this big, big gang leader, and she was so tough, and she was a beast, and I was a scary bitch. <laughs> I was scared to death cuz I just knew them people was going to kill me, so I'm going to kill you before you kill me. But I know you are going to whoop my ass, I'm going to whoop your ass before you whoop mine. Mm. Cuz I know you are going to whoop it. So now my scariness used to come and I'm like, "Okay. Now the beast is coming out of me." Cuz you ain't for to make me look dumb. You ain't for to whoop my ass in front of everybody. So now I got to whoop your ass and show you, you know what I'm saying? But the whole time my heart beating 5,000 times a minute, you know what I'm saying? Like please don't whoop me in public you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) please don't whoop me i got a reputation but i mean that's just looking back now and that shit wasn't cool bro like i i try my hardest to to explain to my niece and to my nephews and and all that i hate what i was Mm -hmm. as a child looking and i hated that
0: but hey yeah can you, um, damn, tell us about, you know, I know, I, I kinda know a little bit of the backstory about the day you went to jail or the, what you went to jail for. What was that, walk us through, what was that day like and what was like, what was going on that day? Um,
1: A friend of mine was murdered by the Latin Kings. How, do you remember? He was shot, he was killed and shot um tourists, rest in peace and was he a part of your gang or actually he wasn't he was just the deaf boy that my gang used to take to school but because they used to always see him in a gang's car they thought he was a gang member so the night that he the, the morning that he was killed it was my turn to take him to school because he didn't like going in the yellow school bus Mm. So it was my turn It was Mother's Day And he he kept He jumped in. Like I said he was deaf He jumped on the pass, on the on driver's side And was peeping the horn And was like You know like telling me to hurry up But I had been working that whole night Selling drugs So when I was changing shift I was giving them the, the guns and shit And change, giving them the money and the drugs And I'm like I'm going to take this little mom to school And I'm gone I'm going home So in the process of doing that And me talking too motherfucking much, much A car passed by And blew his brains out With a shotgun so that hit me cuz it happened in my shit. So that fucked me up and I was like Fuck up. So you know we had our thing and um once that's another and two guys end up getting killed. You know what I'm saying? I really don't want to get into details with that out of respect for the dead, you know what I'm saying? Cuz like I said I'm not who I used to be. Mm-hmm. And I don't want this interview to to present to people like, damn, she's still Loka D, or damn, she's still a gang member, no. I don't glorify nothing I did as a child. It was mistakes, you know what I'm saying? And I don't want I don't want kids to think like, cause I've had a lot of kids who wrote me in prison. Oh, you're my, I'm your biggest fan, I idolize you. When I grow up, I wanna be just like, you know, what? So I don't want people to hear this or see this and be like, yeah, that's local D. No, hell no. Nah. You know what I'm saying? So, at the end of the day, a mistake and was take. You know what I'm saying? A mistake had a mistake happened, and two men lost their lives, who also had kids and family. You know what I'm saying? And yes, they were gang members. Yes, one of them was involved in the, in the murder of my friend.
0: So one of the guys that that got killed was one of the guys who shot your friend. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yes.
1: Yeah, so, you know, they did end up. Two people end up dead. And like I said, out of respect for the Reyes and the Cruz family, I don't want to drag that on. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I could understand their anger and the fact that the person who killed their, their son and their brothers is walking the streets. Mm-hmm. Even 31 years later. They don't have a chance to get up out the grave and have their chance for their second life. So, you know, my apologies to the family and my condolences because... Like I said, I was a kid and I was stupid. Yeah, I was stupid, you know. And I really—I don't know for some reason—when I pulled the trigger, I didn't even think they was gonna die. Like I don't know what the f- I was thinking in my head. Like, oh, they'll get back up. You they they gon' die. I've seen people get shot in the head before and still live. I, in my head, I'm thinking these boys weren't gonna die. You know what I'm saying? But it was—I was stupid. I was high. I was gang banging. I was. It was just stupid, plain stupid, and I lost my life behind that. I lost a chance watching my nieces and nephew grow up, and being there for my mother and losing my brothers. My brothers, I had a brother just murdered last month. You know what I'm saying? So, it's it's just so much that still goes on this world in results of what happened 31 years ago.
0: Yeah, and, <clears throat> and I, I don't I don't want you to to go in detail, you know, especially. Cause I could, I could see on the other end, you know what I mean? Like this is out here still talking about, you mm. know what I mean? So I, I get that. Um, what was interesting to me was the day after your, the, the conversation you and your stepfather had where he was trying to get you
1: to go to Puerto Rico.
0: Yeah. What, like, how did he find out so fast and how to like, cause
1: they called him. A car rolled up on me. Um, after um, the second one was shot and killed, the car rolled up on me and saw me, and he knew exactly who I was, What car? Like who? A Latin King. Oh, okay. A Latin King drove up, and he looked, and he was like, what the f***? And he looked down, saw that one of his brothers was laying in the ground, so instead of going, I assumed that he was going to go get his boys, and it was going to be it for me, but instead of going to get his boys, he called my stepfather and made a deal with him. So my stepfather gave him money and drugs, and I was able to walk out the park alive.
0: So, okay, that's crazy. So, he sees you there in the park and he picks up the phone, calls your stepdaddy, and says, Hey, give me money or drugs. He, all was, my like, you
1: want, he was like, What you gonna give me? Because this just killed my boy. Because he didn't know nothing about the boy in the bathroom. He just saw the first body out there. Mm. So, he was like, She just killed my boy. Well, how you wanna handle this? So, my father was like, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Just let her go. I got you. So they made their little deal or whatever. And I walked out that park alive.
0: And what made you not go to Puerto Rico? Like, what made you? Because I, while I was listening to you tell the story, I'm like, it's like a, it, was, it was like a movie to me. I know this is your real life. But to me, I was like, go to Puerto Rico. I'm, I'm talking to my phone saying, why don't you just go to Puerto Rico? The truth
1: I was hoping they killed me. And that's something I never shared with nobody. Why? I mean, first of all, I never thought that I would live past sixteen. I was my lifespan was only to sixteen. I did not I didn't see myself living past that. So when I took their lives and I saw my friend died. And I went to my friend's funeral, and I saw him in a casket. And then I saw how, even though I had my house, I had my car, I had a life, but I was empty inside. I didn't have my mom. I didn't have, you know what I'm saying? I still longed to be the child that I never was. So the reason I didn't go to Puerto Rico was because I really, really was hoping that they killed me. Mm. I was really hoping that they I didn't have to uh, breathe again, and I was too much of a coward to take myself out. So, I was hoping they did it.
0: Mm. That is like, man. Okay, Jesus, and I, I, I I'll applaud you in a way to, to just being able to recognize that and be able to speak that. Um, have you forgiven yourself? for for that incident because I think the only true really healing happens is you can ask for forgiveness from everybody else right but until you say you know what I forgive me I forgive myself for this crazy act that I done and then you were able to process and move on
1: I would never forgive myself for that I could never forgive myself for not only taking their lives but I ruined my mama's life. I took her baby life. You know what I'm saying she couldn't I had to watch my mother cry every day and go through everything about her baby being in prison. I watched my mother suffer through cancer and die and I couldn't be there, couldn't go to her funeral. All because of what I did. Uh, people say my mama had cancer, she died of cancer. I say my mama died of a heart attack, a broken heart just to watch her baby in prison and say they was ne- I was never going home. Um No, I have not forgiven myself. I took two lives and they had kids too. So like how I'm missing my mama, I know they missing their daddy, and that was my fault. That was not nothing that just happened naturally, or they died of a disease, or they had a heart attack, or you know what I'm saying? They were murdered. They were taken from them kids. I can't forgive myself for that, bro. Like, they got grandkids that never knew them. They got a dog. One of the boys got killed that night. His girlfriend had had his baby. She never got a chance to meet her daddy. And that me up every time. I don't care how hard I try to act for my family. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I got this. At the end of the day, every night before I lay myself to bed, I always say, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jimmy. I'm sorry, Hector. I'm sorry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I could never forgive myself for that. You you can forgive. You can go ask for that. i, I I was watching a movie one time, and then when he told his son, you can steal something and ask them, give it back and or pay them back and say, I'm sorry for doing that. I can't do that with them boys. I took their lives, and I can't give it back. I can't tell their family I'm sorry because, I, like I said, I just lost a brother. You can't come tell me you sorry, mother. You just killed my little baby brother. I don't want to hear it. So, I understand they pain now. So, that's something that, that, truth be told, I didn't even want to come home. The law changed and sent me home. I never asked for this. I was okay with having life in prison. I was okay being punished for the crime I committed. So, it's like, no, I will never forgive myself for it. I, I, that's something that I'm not gonna allow myself to forgive myself about, because I'm gonna punish myself to the day I take my last breath for the mistake that I made.
0: I know. I mean, I hear you. I understand, but I think the only way that you can actually help more people is acknowledge, acknowledge. Yes, I made a huge mistake. I made I made a huge mistake. You know what I mean that day? But the only way that that you heal and you become that beacon of light for other people that are that were that are in the life that you were in is you have to begin with you first and then work outwards. You know what I mean? Be able to forgive yourself and then do do the opposite, right? As much bad as you did when you were a minor, now that you have a second chance, you can double the good that you do now i
1: try that yeah i mean I that try. you, that i'm you trying it i am trying it like you know what i'm saying I, I i i try to help it just the other day just the other day I, we went to a, a group home mm-hmm. i drove by the group home and i drove i reversed and went in there and was like come on baby take these boxes of chickens out my box out my trunk Get you two big boxes of of breaded chicken and get you a big old box of wipes, hand sanitizer. They was like, huh? And I was like, yeah, go and take it. And I looked at my niece and I said, that was me. I used to be in a foster home. I used to be in a group home. And then I went to my aunt's house and I was like, look, because we get Publix on Sundays and Mondays and I always pass them out to the homeless people. And I was like, mom, I'm going to go ahead and give Sunday nights to this group home. She was like, what you know? I said, mom. That was me. She was like, they so bad. The police always over there. I said, mom, they missing their mama. And if they not missing their mama, they got accustomed to being bad. Mm -hmm. That's the life I lived. I know that lifestyle. So I try my hardest to help the next person out. I was in, took my cousin to go pay some, some, he was paying his tickets off. And there was a lady next door next to us in the next little window, and they was telling her they was going to turn her lights off, and she was like, I just had a baby, please don't do that, and they was like, you won't have no down payment right now, we're not doing no more um, payment plans with you, you didn't have to put some money down now, or I'm turning off, being so mean, I pulled out a $100 and gave it to her, and it was just like, here, she was like, what? And she, I watched her, I thought maybe, okay, she going to cuff it in her pocket, or you know what I'm saying? That lady gave the whole hundred dollars, and the lady, the register from my side, was like, God bless you. I was like, You and she was like, What's your name? I was like, Don't worry about that, baby. Just take that as a blessing and just pass it on. Just pass it on. Because I remember, damn, God, every time you bless me, I'm going to bless somebody else. And that's what I do. As hard as it is, as hard as I'm struggling. I'm trying to survive in this world. Like I said, I'm six months out, but I got my own house. I got a car. I just set up a jacuzzi two days ago in my backyard. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm doing. Every, I got a, a mouth to feed. I got a fourteen year old now, so I'm doing it. Through everything in my power to be a a better person. I'm trying to show society that that child, that monster, is not who I am today. Mm. I have a heart now. I love helping people. I will give my last to somebody. I know that this is the woman that God wanted me to be. And when I, I had got a call a couple days ago, I was like, Jackie, your other interview with Pinker Fireman was too much. And, and <laughs> the victim's family felt some type of way. And the gangs felt... And I was like... So they was like, they feel like you still game... No, I'm not still game-banging. So I was determined... When I get to this interview To make it clear Like no You know what I'm saying Maybe I was in the moment You know how we get in the moment And we get the <laughs> yeah, yeah Yeah I'm not No It's not that It's not that It was just at that moment That I You know Was in it But As far as Who I am today I'm I'm a woman <laughs> I, I have learned To be a woman And I am my mother's child And she is all over me
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah So I kind of want to back up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. So how long did you get sentenced for? When you Two life sentences. Two life sentences?
1: My first conviction was one life. Then I went back in 96 for a retrial. When I went back and retrial, they found me guilty again and gave me two life sentences.
0: How does that? I don't even understand that. <laughs> because how's
1: it's it? not double jeopardy because when you go back for a retrial and you go, you can get tried again They can sentence you to what they want to say. It can be less or more. Really? So me me thinking I was going to get less because my statement was thrown out. Um, The detectives who arrested me were some dirty, grimy police officers. And they now, too, are convicted Mm. of setting people up. So they had already had the statement planned out for me. All I did was sign it. Mm. So everything that was on that statement was all lies. And you know what I'm saying? They made up their own thing. So when the statement was thrown out, I went back for a retry. Of course, me still being young, I was money hungry and was like, oh, they're going to pay me $100 for every day I spent locked up. So when they came at me with a deal of 25 years, I was like, hell no, I ain't taking that shit. They're going to pay me. Mm. And I and the judge got so mad that she brung the statement back in that the United States Supreme Court had thrown out. Mm. And they refound me guilty, and I got sentenced to two life sentence. Greed. Greed, thinking, that, oh, I'm untouchable. Oh, it won't happen to me. Okay. And I end up coming back with two life sentence. And then I end up trying to fight it again, and I lost again. That was my last appeal. And they told me no. And now at that moment, I said, I'm going to spend the rest of my life in prison. It's over. This is my home. And I believed that for years ago, for years ago, for years ago, even till my mama died. I, hey, I'm gonna die in prison. That's my home. And when the law changed and they called me and said, 2000 and it was 2013, 14, they told me they was like, the law just changed, but we're gonna try to make it retroactive. I said, oh, what law? They was like, juveniles can no longer be sentenced to life in prison. And all the officers kept coming to me, I used to go home. I was like, I am home. Out my room, mm. Jack. You're to go home. They talking about you on the news. Oh my God! I told you you'll go home. Everybody, oh congratulations! And I'm sitting there like,
0: for what? Yeah, cause I, dang, you just said something I even I totally forgot you were f- fifteen years old. Mm. Damn, I totally even that that part of the story just I forgot all about you, and I gave you a life sentence at fifteen years old. Yes, sir. And then in 2000, and what, what year was that?
1: Did I got, I went back to, in 2013, they changed the law, but they were fighting it to.
0: No, I'm saying what, what, what year was it when you got convicted from, I'm trying to figure out the, the timeline. 92. So, okay. From 92 to 2013. Yeah. Okay. It's like 21 you had did at that point. Mm-hmm. And then it took another 10. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. Golly. Mm-hmm. And you said you didn't even want to come home. That was my home. Was it? Because I always hear of people getting out of jail. They are scared to, um I guess, to reestablish themselves in the in the world again. And so that's part of. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that world no more. I know I'm more comfortable here now. You know what I mean? Let
1: me tell you something. I got bars in my window. I make sure I have bars in my window. I have cameras surrounding my whole house because I don't feel comfortable this is not my life I this is not my home my home is in prison
0: you gotta I mean I know that how you feel but there's a there is a bigger purpose than for your life than you just you know what I mean it's it's a it's a bigger purpose so some way you have to find. That release where you can forgive because as long as you keep living like you in jail, you out here in the world is going to feel like torture. You know what I mean? And it does.
1: It does. It's going to feel like torture. I wake myself up every morning and be like, Jackie, okay, get up. You know what I'm saying? But when I first came home, I didn't sleep for a couple days. I couldn't sleep. You know what I'm saying? My niece came. My wife came. My nephew came. My best friend came from Chicago, and I, I just could not sleep out the fear that either these people will come back and say it was a mistake or I'm going to die. These people are going to kill me. These people are going to come to kill me. And I still feel the same way. I still feel like that's why my location is not to be told. Mm-hmm. I know you said that early in the broadcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it that my location is is to be withheld because out of the fact that i mean there's still threats out there people are not okay with me being home people are not and little do they know i'm not either y'all complaining about all this home i didn't want to come home it was you got to take that up with god this was a calling from god he said to send me home not me so you know what I'm saying But because there is still a lot of people out there That feel like I should not be home My life is in danger So I have to live accordingly I can't go out and be like Oh I live here Or, or I'm on the meet social media Showing me off in front of the cri- No I can't do none of
0: that Yeah Man I, I I want that I want that for you I know I know you've Made mistakes in your life But the only way that you can now, uh, you've already, I I guess, repaid your debt to society. But the only way that you can redo anything moving forward is you just got to do good now moving forward. And I feel like that's where your heart is. You know what I mean? Because our interaction, I'm going to tell you, you seem like the sweetest lady. (laughs) You seem like the sweetest lady to me. Like, I couldn't even imagine... You doing everything that, you know what I mean, that i seen on it. I couldn't even imagine that because you seem just like the, the sweetest woman in the world. You know because what I mean? I had
1: to learn to become one. Mm-hmm. I had to come home and learn how to be a woman. When you're in prison, you're treated as an animal, not a woman. You. I had to come home and learn how to dress, how to act, how to sit like a lady, how to cook. For real, for real. Not no prison cooking. You know what I'm saying? I had to learn. I'm bare. I'm still not learning the cleaning stuff. That's why I'm glad I got a niece to clean. <laughs> I'm that cleaning shit is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but I'm still learning. I'm still learning. Like I, I, I'm still trying to adapt to this world, cause society out here. Like, and I'm very, I'm very helpful. Like I could be driving, and. I'll stop and let the car go by or, You know what I'm saying Or if I see something Then somebody needs something Or so, I could be Somebody a, a homeless man I know you want it for liquor But I don't care i I'd be like Come on I'll pull five dollars out Here go give them that I'll tell say Give them that five dollars Or I'll see somebody with a baby Here take five dollars You know what I'm saying It's mm-hmm. because My thing now is I know I took two lives mm-hmm. But if I can save One life I'm okay I'm okay with that
0: That's what it's about that's what it's about um, I wanted to ask I wanted to ask you this about your stepdad right mm-hmm. are you familiar with Stockholm Syndrome yeah do you do you think the that Elizabeth,
1: you su- the, what's it called the Elizabeth uh, uh, who was that that, that that fell in love with her, her, um, her
0: smart the girl the smart yes. girl yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. Are, I, do you think you suffer from that no
1: because my daddy is my daddy and he's been there for me through my whole incarceration Like, I he's not the man that he used to be. I I let me let me just put it like this. If my father would have never changed the way he was, then I would with him. What you mean? As far as if he was still if he was still in the lifestyle that he was when I was a child, I wouldn't associate with him. I wouldn't have nothing to say to him. You know what I'm saying? And he had to prove to me that he's a different man. Even when he got my my nieces and nephew, my niece used to come to prison and see me faithfully. As a child, and she can tell you, I used to question her all the time. Is somebody touching you? Is it? And she's like, You know what I'm saying? Like, no. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And as she grew up, I did that. I questioned her every time. Are you being touched? You can tell me. You know what I'm saying? Because in the back of my head, I always felt like my daddy would do something, you know what I'm saying, so, but she was like, no, and my daddy had to prove himself to me that he is not that man, if I had a baby girl right now, if I had a daughter gave birth right now, to so a daughter, guess what, she'll be in my daddy's arms, cause I know he gonna protect her, not do nothing to her, he is not the man that he was when he was on drugs, he was an addict, and he, man, my daddy was a monster. But today, he's a man of God and he will help and give his last for any and everybody. He's the man that you can sit here and hold the cup. You would not, the way you say, you sit here and you talk to me, you'd be like, you would have never thought. If you sit here and talk to my daddy, you'll be like, man, this can't be you. (laughs) This cannot be who she was talking about because my daddy is, he's amazing. He's an amazing father, amazing grandfather. He stood up and he made right and he made it he made it right through his grandkids he made it right through you know what I'm saying through my mother when I got incarcerated. he made it right and he deserves a second chance just like I do that's
0: what I that's the, the part that I want you to see for yourself you know what I mean all the stuff that your dad was right he made it right he's good he's living a whole different lifestyle I want that for I want you to see that for yourself you know what I mean?
1: Good one, good one.
0: That was a setup, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a setup. But yeah, I got yeah, me on yeah, that one. Yes. You got me on I that do, one. I All do, I right. do. All right. So um, now that uh, so you did thirty-one years. Yes. Golly. Yeah, I can I golly. Where were you stationed at? Where were you? In at gym? first,
1: I was in the White Correctional Center. Then. They closed down in two thousand and thirteen. I went to Logan Correctional Center and in two thousand eighteen I did an interstate compact to the state of Florida and did four years there.
0: Man. Okay. Mm-hmm. Damn, yeah, man. And so now what like what is what is the plan moving forward? What is, what do you wanna establish with from your life going forward now? Is there is, like is there a big plan? Do you have like Things that you want to accomplish now?
1: Right now, my thing is, like I said, I'm working two jobs. Um, I have another mouth to feed. You know what I'm saying? So, I've always wanted a child. And everybody keeps saying, well, there goes a child you always wanted. And I was like, and it's crazy because growing up, I didn't like my niece. Mm. When she was a baby, I couldn't stand her ass. <laughs> I just couldn't because she was me. She mm. was me. She would. She had the mouth. She, she'll she come to prison three, four, five years old. I don't care what you want to do. Let's fight. You know what I'm saying? I just like. I tell my sister like Get her away from me I hate her Get her away from me I don't like her And The second That I came home My baby was there She was there You know what I'm saying She had She was there And I was like Damn that's that same little girl I ain't like girl You know what I saying? Mean? And then When she got herself Into a little trouble I had to come save my baby I could not let her go down I refused And I talked to her And I'm like Tell her And I cried to her All the time And I tell her like Baby You know what happened to me you know what I did. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't want her to make the same mistakes I made. So my goal is to be a better example for her, to make her life right, to give her everything that I never had, to do things with her that I've never did. Nobody could ever help me because I have to fear for my father. So I want to be the one to step up and help. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? and I, And it don't stop there. I want to go help other kids. I want to go into schools. I want to be a motivational speaker. I, I want to write a book. I want to do a movie. I want to I wanna do it all. I want I want the world to know that the Jacqueline Martinez, not just the Loka D. See, the Loka D is out there on every channel, YouTube, whatever it may be. You always going to see that dumbass 15-year-old throwing gang signs on TV. Well, I don't want them to just know me for that. I want them to know that I'm coming home to save lives. I'm coming home to save people, kids. I'm coming home to, to make differences. I Like I said, I am a certified dog groomer and dog trainer. So even though I'm my, working my two jobs now, I'm trying to get some grants, federal grants or whatever because I do want to open up my own business. I want to do dog grooming and dog training. And um, I want to hire kids, young kids. I want the kids to learn. I want them to find a trade that can help them. So mm-hmm. My goal is to open up a business and hire nothing but teenagers. So mm. instead of running to turning your back and going to the gangs, come to me. I'll give you a dog. Mm. Let you help you train a dog. That's what I want to do.
0: I can see that. You might be able not be able to hire them officially.
1: No, they can volunteer. They can come in. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, like a, that's what I'm about a, to a say. program. Yeah. A program for them. But I want them to. I want them to learn their trade. I want yeah. them to have a dog because a dog is very therapeutic. You know what I'm saying? You can be sad and, and feel lonely, and a dog will put a smile on your face.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: instead of running to the gangs or running to the drugs, I got something for you to do, baby. How Come did you on. get?
0: How did you get attached a to dog? Did you have a dog as a kid or?
1: Um, actually, in prison, I took um, dog grooming and dog training. And I'm, like I said, I am a certified dog groomer and dog I've raised dogs. I've trained dogs, professional. I've had dogs, train a dog to ring a bell to let you know he want to go outside. I didn't train a dog where I'm hitting my watch and he, he go and get my medicine and bring it to me. Mm. Or if I'm acting like I can't breathe, he'll bring an asthma pump. Mm. If I fall out and have a seizure, they'll go get help. So I, I've, I've done that. I've even trained a dog to, to walk a blind man, Somebody really? blind, a blind person. So I've done that. So I really, I love dogs love them and, and I know that kids now they would love to have that they can b- put all their affection into a dog and know a dog will love them back
0: yeah is there any particular dog that's better than the other or that you like working a with golden ret-
1: a golden retriever is, is a very lovable dog it's, it's good for families it's good for kids and you can train them really good it's just like a German Shepherd a German Shepherd you could train real good too but I don't a golden like retriever, yeah, a golden retriever? <laughs> I don't like service is- <laughs> A golden retriever is good for kids and and they ch- listen. They listen very well and they're easy to train.
0: Yeah. Those golden retrievers I always used to see on those sitcoms when I yeah. was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, okay. Man, I think that'll be dope. I think that'll be super dope where you have trouble kids right mm-hmm. come in and take some responsibility you have to do mm-hmm. like tasks i could yeah i could definitely see that i want to do that yeah that's my
1: goal that's what i want to do so right now i am in the process of trying to get some federal grants i'm trying to get somebody to back me up and you know what i'm saying and see if we can get this started because it's I'm, I'm a firm believer that it takes a village to raise a kid yes it's not no more oh that's my baby you don't tell me what to do with man's no, baby. Let me help you out.
0: Yeah, it's
1: our baby. Let's do this. You know what I'm saying? So that that child can become somebody and not be another statistic. Yeah, all oh, oh, that child in prison. Oh, you're gonna end up in prison like your daddy. You're gonna be in prison like your mama. You know no. He might be the lawyer to get your daddy out.
0: True that. But you
1: gotta start somewhere, and if everybody be like, "Well, that's not my business. That's not my baby. That's not my business. I ain't got time to be in somebody else's business." It is your business when that's gonna be the first person. It could be that kid to take your kid out. Mm. When you could have helped that kid, not get to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's your business now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I don't know. I, well, I guess I don't. I. I'm trying to remember like when that transition was different. Cause I remember my neighbor telling on me to my mama when we was out the house or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But now I I don't now see people that. People mind their business. Yeah, yeah. Now
1: people like, it ain't got nothing to do with me. Yeah. yeah. But it do. It has to go back to that. It needs to go back to that. You see a troubled kid, help them. Don't think, Oh, look at them. They bad. Oh, um, they bad as fuck. Don't bring that baby to my house. Baby, come on over. Yeah. Come on over. Come play with the dog. You know what I'm saying? I have a dog in my house, and my dog love everybody. My dog don't bite, and I got, and she's a pit bull mix.
0: Mm. And my
1: baby do not bite. She's very lovable. She was sleeping in the bed. As soon as you come in, she look at you, smell you, and be like, "Go get her ball, and bring it right on over." Come on, let's go play ball. Mm. So she's very. She can catch. She knows when I'm gonna have a seizure. She won't leave my side. Everything, like, if she know I'm mad, she'll come lick my hand and be like, shut up,
0: bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She
1: love my niece. You know what I'm saying? So that's why, I, that's why my thing is with dogs, because I really believe that if I can get somebody to back me up on this— any type of federal grant, anybody who, any rich people out there listening, you know, <laughs> we can you know. take
0: it directly to the so, people. Like, man. do GoFundMe or something. Yeah,
1: I definitely want yeah. to do that because I really, really, really want to work with the kids. I believe that if you're not investing in me, don't think about it like, oh, here she come, a, a convicted murderer asking me for money. No, it has nothing to do with me. It's not about me. Mm-hmm. It's about our future for tomorrow. You. Our future for tomorrow's youth. Mm -hmm. If we don't stop it now, you're going to be paying more when they're in prison or when you got to bury your family member because this person and killed your family member when we could have just stopped there now. We could have prevented it now. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking about the future here. I'm tired of seeing kids go to prison for murder and drugs and gangbanging and stealing cars. Mm -hmm. Baby, no, come on. Let's make you... By the time my niece get ready to grow up, guess what? She don't come she don't smoke weed no more. I don't let her smoke weed in my house. I don't let her do a lot of shit. She might cry and hate me to death. I don't give a damn. But but I guarantee you, when my baby get ready to grow up and go back home to Chicago, she's gonna be an educated fool. She is gonna have everything she needs. She's gonna know how she's supposed to be treated, and she's gonna know that she can get her own.
0: Yeah the right
1: way and not the bad way.
0: Yeah, yeah, Man. Because
1: she knows, she see her Titi work hard every day and come home with money and be like, come on, baby, let's go where you want to go. Because I worked hard for that. It's not something that you can say you gave to me, I worked for it. I didn't take it from nobody and got to worry about nobody taking it back. I worked hard for this money and I could spend it the way I want to spend it.
0: Man. Well, Jackie welcome home thank
1: you thank you
0: thank you for tapping in with us anytime we, we appreciate you and I want I want to set up something like a goFundMe or something um, the link we're gonna we're gonna do a um, GoFundMe the link is gonna be in the bio if you want to donate to Jackie's um, foundation to get her dog training started please tap on the link below and um, donate okay um. Do you have any way of people getting in contact with you, or do you want people contacting? Yeah, that's pro-
1: that's not a yeah. problem. I have by um, I still have I, I have a separate number. They no, no, no. Give a number. I'm not giving. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> baby, I give it. that number. they can go. I have a. My, I have my Facebook page. I have uh, uh, Snapchat. I have Instagram. They can look me up. You know what I'm saying? What I'm, is it, Jackie?
0: Uh, my
1: my Facebook is jordan martin m-a-r-t-i-a-n okay my instagram is cutie hey cutie okay Uh, (laughs) she did that not me (laughs) Um, (laughs) but they can always and actually in pink confinement if they go look up pink confinement everybody can leave messages there i'm getting ready to start my own youtube so i'm gonna have everything linked up there it's called return of the legend jackie montanez I will be going on there, and I will be starting my YouTube. Subscribe, look me up, and, you know, I'm just going to be talking about everyday life, y'all. It's not going to be all that ghetto shit and thinking you're going to, oh, loca D is out. <laughs> loca D is dead. Yeah. We're going to talk some real shit. You're going to learn the the outcome and the turnaround of Jacqueline Montanez.
0: Thank y'all for tapping in. Holla.